What's up, y'all? Welcome to the After Bedtime Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Black American Dad Foundation. Now, if you haven't been here, this is how it works. We travel around the country talking to dads and getting into the hearts, to their minds, of why it is important for them to pursue their dream. We get a little bit of an understanding of the industry that they are pursuing and figuring out how they're balancing being dad and being themselves at the same time. The insight is incredible. The stories are motivating, and hopefully you are as inspired as we are when we walk away from each one of these conversations. Without further ado, here's the episode. Yo, Black American Dad, stop what you're doing right now. This is another After Bed podcast with the OG, the founder, the head <laughs> of Black American Dad. We got Jeremy Givens in the chair. Jeremy Givens, make some noise real quick. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's well. All right. You know how this goes, man. Tell the people your name, where you from, uh, how many kids you have, and what is their bedtime? Yeah, uh, so my name is Jeremy Givens. I live in Los Angeles, California, and I also you know, go back and forth between here in Phoenix. Uh, I have an amazing son, his name is Cohen, and he is seven years old. Uh, and bedtime, well, I'm not even gonna try to sugarcoat it. I'm not <laughs> even gonna try to act like I do it. Yes, I, I believe in fatherhood. Yes, I think we're great. I am terrible at bedtimes and uh, I, I've just come to terms with it. I've accepted it. There's a previous podcast that made me feel really good about this. And uh, I think it's Cohen's fault. So uh, <laughs> that's a great way I like to start out with these podcasts. So uh, yeah. Co- Cohen, that's, Cohen that's is it. dope. No, no Cohen slander is allowed on the podcast. Yeah, no, yeah there's no Cohen slander. No, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Cohen is amazing. Love, 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 love my son. Uh, you know, he, and he, because of that, I think that he is responsible enough to get himself to bed in an orderly fashion. And I'll just say <laughs> that we don't have to talk about the time or anything like that. Love said, love said. Now, <laughs> I, I know we usually have a list of questions. I know we usually have yeah. a, a specific flow, but there's something yeah. I've been meaning to ask you since I first met you back in what? This was 2015, I think we first met? Ooh. 2015, 2016? Yeah, yeah. I have never in my life had so many conversations about the future that were grounded in so much surety until I talked to Jeremy Givens. Like, <laughs> you were one of the first people I talked to that it wasn't like, my 10-year plan, I think I'm gonna, you know, maybe out. But you're like, nah, it's this and that's it. And that's what it's gonna be. And <laughs> it was as if it was happening tomorrow. And I just, I, I, I've always been curious, Where did you always have this foresight? Like, did you come out of the womb? Are you the smart little brother in your family? I know you got a bunch of siblings. <laughs> Like, was it, or were you always this kind of foresight? Were you always kind of this grounded? Like, tell me that story. Let's start there. Okay. Well, I will definitely say first and foremost, I am the smartest sibling. Uh, <laughs> if my siblings are listening to this, I am the smartest sibling. Uh, you know, that's a, that is a very interesting question of where that came from. I would, I would say um, it's rooted in fatherhood. I think that uh, when I realized that I was going to be a dad and I really did a lot of uh, thinking and reflecting in that nine months, those three trimesters, which has um, been something that I, I always uh, refer back to because it's almost like before that, it's hard for me to remember who I was. Uh, and through those nine months, there was a lot of uh, reflection. There was a lot of things that um, 
definitely I was always questioning. I was always challenging. I knew was there in regards to what I wanted to do with my life. I knew that I liked things. Um, I knew, but I was also very afraid of of expressing that and showcasing that um, for um, a lot of reasons that were, you know, prior to me realizing that I was going to be a dad. But I think in that those nine months, I really made a decision and I really. Um, buckled down into really looking at like my life and where I was and going to what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And and I look, I think about them and I, I think we've had this conversation before. It's like, I don't really think about so much of um, like landmark things like, you know, like uh, I want to have you know like this, this office or I want to be in this place or I want to be this position. It's more like moments that I think of and uh, moments that I want to be able to share with my son. Um, was a big component of how I would uh, surround the overall goal and objective is like, I wanna be able to have this moment with my son and I wanna be able to have this moment with my son and I wanna be able to do this with my son and this with my son. Um, and because of those uh, underlying feelings of, new, of knowing like these moments that I wanted to be able to share with my son, it, it kind of uh, was blossomed from there and kind of was uh, shaped into the interest in likes that I had and choosing a path that was suitable for both um, became very naturally uh, as as I focused more on, you know, the love that I have for my son and the things that I wanted to be able to do with him and share with him. Uh, it became more clear to me on the things that I needed to do with my life. So I would definitely say that it's rooted in fatherhood, but to even go even further, because I will always find a way to shout out my father, um, I think that it is something that's more of inherently in you, uh, just with certain attributes that people can have. Some it's incredibly creative or incredibly ambitious or um, grounded or intelligent. It's it's always rooted in something that's been given to you. And I think that like an ambition and a drive that I've had has been given to me because, you know, you, you asked me this question and I immediately thought of a, t a time that I was talking to my uncle about my dad and my dad, uh, when he was a kid said that he was gonna when he this is when he was a kid said he was gonna run one of the las vegas hotels and then he ended up growing up and doing that for almost 30 years so it, it's something that i don't know if it is like a uh nature you know versus nurture so much of thing but i think that that maybe that sponge aspect of me in my life when being able to see how my dad was and how he conducted himself maybe that is a contributing factor to how it was supposed to be so pointed in my direction of what i want to do with my life um, but I, I think that it is a mixture of those things and, and also the organic presence of those uh, futuristic visions that I have with my son and what I want to do with him. Man, man, you drop a bomb after bomb. Um, <laughs> and, and even to, and because I know you, I know how, I know how genuine it is. I know how, because I remember when we were on the beach and I remember, we, I forgot what we were even talking about. And you were like, yeah, I can't wait till me and Cohen are surfing at 16. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, Cohen was three, like we weren't even, like he didn't even hit the double digits and you already had a memory and moment locked in, you know, 13, 14 years in the future. And I just thought yeah. that that was so powerful to me. And it, it's something, it's a power that we don't really use. And it makes sense now, you got it from your dad. You know what I mean? So of course it, it, it translates. But um, yes, I, I, I feel like it's always important to start with mindset first. I just wanted people to know that 
like you're not a you're not a fickle person you don't follow trends you're not nope. one of those people that like one day sometimes you like that's a bad thing like sometimes it can be a bad thing to not follow trends yes it depends where you are it, well. de- yeah. it depends where you are but i would definitely say you're, you're definitely grounded i have to give you your flowers for that but um yeah now we can jump back into it what's like uh tell the people a little bit about your industry your passions you know i yeah. know you're a super talented thespian but let the people know yeah uh uh so i mean really and it's so crazy because i just I, I, this is what's so crazy about this. I just recently became comfortable with saying this as recently as this year. It's like, I'm an actor and that's, that's what I do. Uh, I, let's uh, go, been, let's go. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm an actor, uh, and I have always been a fan of the arts. Um, I've always been a fan of the craft, uh, from the time I was a little kid, we used to do plays, um, always would create stories with my brother who was an amazing filmmaker himself. Um, and that's what I do. That's that's what I am. I am I am not only pursuing my dream. I am living my dream. Uh, every single day, I get to travel to different sets and major television shows, major feature-length films. Um, you know, acting in short films, uh, web series, uh, being in part of it, a part of it in multiple mediums, Buzz uh, Buzzfeed videos and uh, crazy stories of you know, of old with siblings that I don't need to get into on this uh, podcast. Uh, but uh, it, it is definitely, um, it, it, I, I'm an actor and I'm comfortable now with saying that, which is something that took me a while to be able to get comfortable with saying it because I, ultimately because I doubted myself. I didn't know if I really could do it and I didn't know if I really was about it. I didn't know if I really was that serious. And even when I moved here and I moved here two years ago and even at that moment, even in those times, I still doubted myself. I still didn't say it comfortably. And uh, it's been an evolving process, but I am now proud to say that I am an actor. On top of, uh, I have a nonprofit called the Black American Dad Foundation that I started six years ago, believed to celebrate uh, great African-American fathers and to recognize them for the great things that they've done, not only to build and shape this nation, um, but um, what we continue to do um, in inspiring the hearts and minds of people, not only in this country, but around the world. So it's a remarkable position. It is an honorable position to have. And um, I want to just be the biggest champion I can be for that position because I see so much value in it, um, not only just in my life, but I see what I do for my son and um, the importance of it. And uh, it's it's been great. So those are the two gems of my life. Uh, those are my businesses. Those are my dreams. Nice, nice, nice. And it's interesting because I want to I want to start off the first part where you said that it took you a while to be comfortable saying that. Yeah. What what do you think is the shift? Because I think every creative has gone through that dark hour where they're sitting in their closet thinking that they're terrible at what they do. You know. So what what do what do you use? What techniques? You know. How do you kind of get yourself? into a more positive productive mindset as opposed to kind of the self-harm and the self-talk uh in, in all in the best way possible uh tell yourself to shut the fuck up that's that's the best thing that i could think is that helped me a lot was period <laughs> i would not i would you doubt you said it like you know the the self-doubt quiet the noise you know um we all go through those things. We all are going to have those days where we doubt ourselves, where we don't have the confidence. You know, um, me and you are building our dreams in real time. We have a feature-length film uh, that we are working on, and uh, it's you know, it hasn't come to full manifestation yet. But 
it is something you know so you can have those doubtful days you can have those down days of who you are and what you identify with and what you want to accomplish you just got to quiet the noise and remember your why and remember why you're here um and that i think was the biggest thing was you know me getting comfortable with saying that uh about myself in conversations you know when people ask me oh so what do you do so what do you do and i still always even a little bit get that fear like that comes up to me it's like oh do you want to tell them they're going to think you're stupid they're going to think you're crazy they're going to think you're dumb they're going to think you're not doing anything and it was always you know a collaboration of what others saw me as um and and bowing down to that and i just made a decision that i wasn't going to do that anymore and i was going to be um, much more intentional with myself and much more intentional with my time and and just you know really be comfortable in my own skin and, and knowing who I am and not allowing anything to kind of like sway that so uh in in short like really like what are some of the mechanisms is really like quiet the noise and that includes the noise that's in your head um and if there's anybody around you um that's telling you that you can't if there's a dream that you have an urge that you have inside your body that you know is there um and the people around you are not advocating for it maybe it's time to cut those people out of your life if you are saying that to yourself and you can't rationalize it in a you know a logical sense if i'm saying to myself like i can't be an actor but i've acted in films even i've moved to la i've you know i've secured a manager i've secured an agent i've done all these things and i'm still not comfortable with saying i'm an actor then that means that that's just self-doubt within me because the actions speak way louder than the words can ever do so you you tap more Period. into understanding where where that pain is coming from or where those issues are coming from and you get the root of that to be able to resolve it and pull that out so my advice as challenging as it is as difficult as it is because i am not saying that it is easy um you got to really be willing to go to bouts with yourself and your self-doubt and that fight is not an easy fight um it's not a it's not an easy fight for everybody and some people it's even it's even harder than what it might be for other people um, but you got to be willing to stand up and fight. You got to be willing to fight for your identity, even if it means fighting with yourself and your doubt. Yes, I love that. And I all like I was 100% expecting you to say meditate or like go read a book, but I just <laughs> like it. No, nip it in the butt. Shut up. Sometimes your self talk isn't the, the truth, isn't accurate. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, right I'm there. not taking away from those things. Like, you know, you do what works for you. I, I think meditation is tremendous and it's and it's valuable. But I think for me, it was just more so of, you know, what's up? Yeah. You know, I'm saying this, you know, in my head, like, you know, like, you know, what's up? You know, what's holding you back? It's you. That's yeah. what I was saying to my like, that's what I had to come to realize with is you. You are holding yourself back. There's nothing else that's stopping you. It's you thinking that you can't because of whatever reason. So you can either choose to man up and be who you are and be who God created you to be or or not but you have to live with that responsibility you have to live with that aspect of yourself you have to be able to do that and I just couldn't live with that so it was like I'd rather fight my self-doubt and not you know when at, we we got to talk about this because we brought these guys on the Carter twins are such amazing coaches uh mm -hmm. check out that episode of the, of the podcast um they started another company where it's basically like it's t-shirts like stop negotiating with yourself and this is kind of the line that i'm that that's really speaks to what i'm talking about it's like i'm no longer negotiating with my doubt with my insecurities i'm in control i'm the boss so what i want to do is what's going to happen and y'all just going to have to shut the fuck up let's go and that's let's how go. i approach it uh and and it's it's it can make things uncomfortable it can make it can make uh people even around you uncomfortable uh, but that shouldn't deter you because you, if your heart is pure, you know what you're doing. It's like what Kanye said. It's like, I'm not mean, I'm just focused. And mm -hmm. that's how you just got to approach everything. Um, 
from that perspective. And don't those days are going to come where those outside influences will affect that mindset, will affect that approach. But that's where you got to really hone in and really gather that focus and kind of be like, what are you made of? You know, that's kind of just how I approach it. I love that. I love that. There, okay. There's there's something I want to address, and I want to address yeah. it delicately because with respect for the situation. Sure. But one thing that I have to, again, give you your flowers for is how you hold your head, you hold your crown, dealing with the one of the hardest industries, if not the hardest industry to, to break into. Um, you're, 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 you, you didn't have the easiest um, custody situation with your son. No. There has been ups, there has been downs, there has been dates, there has been letters, there have been emails, there have been everything. Um, how how do you balance that and it's not you know between fatherhood and your business no like how do you balance that that weight and that burden of state sanctions things that you have no control over because of the state because of whatever the situation may be how do you stay in good spirits and how do you kind of quiet that noise because that's not necessarily your mind talking to you those are the external pressures that are kind of pushing on you that is a very interesting question and a great question to ask. And, um, man, um, you know, hearing you say that, uh, you know, for my son is seven and, um, it has not necessarily been ideal, uh, his upbringing. And I think that that's, what a lot of people share um, in regards to parents and even you know children um, that are dealing with co-parenting situations mm-hmm. um, we never thought it was gonna nobody I don't think anybody goes into it thinking they'll be a co-parent you it, know? It, yeah it, you know yeah. I don't, uh, that wasn't obviously an intent and then you know thereafter like I'm sure like there's always gonna be like some turbulence on that you know on that flight uh, raising your kids um and I think that there are a lot of, uh, not only dads, but mothers that can relate to these situations. And of course, children, um, and this is a very tough industry and this is a very uh, hard thing to break into. Uh, and the, 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 the purest thing that comes to my mind is one, uh, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, the moments. Um, mm-hmm. And when those difficult times come, when things don't necessarily go my way or um, in regards to the, you know, co-parenting situations, because these things are, these things happen. And it's not to say anything um, bad uh, about my son's mom. Uh, it's not to say anything bad about my son. It's not to say anything bad about me. Um, it's not to say anything bad about, you know, the system in which we have to operate in. Uh, I'm talking about like knowing the reality of the situations. Now, what do you do? Which I think a lot of, CEOs, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I think a lot of um, fathers have to inevitably come to that truth, right? It's like, now what? Because you can sit there and you can um, bicker, you can complain, you can uh, protest, you can, uh, you know, vent, you can uh, uh, sit and sulk in your own um, despair, uh, frustrations. Um, But what does that do? for my son that's the question and where what does that place him and how does this benefit him uh so uh 
I think it comes to the rooted question of first looking at like what those moments that I think of that I want to have with my son and leaning into the mechanisms that are going to get me there, which is pursuing my dream and uh, pursuing the craft. And um, I'm not sure if she said this, but Meryl Streep, I believe there's like, if it's dark, make it art. And there are times when um, the experiences and the feelings that I have, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be associated with the parenting dynamic. But with respects to this, um, there's been a lot of moments where I can be doing an audition or doing a scene and it might not necessarily have a similar, it's not written exactly how I experienced it. Um, but the sentiment and the emotion that is there for the objective of the scene is very similar to something that I could have experienced. Uh, and I, I lean into that not only as a way to enhance the, the performance and give to the character what I truly believe it deserves, uh, but also uh, a way for me to be a little bit uh, therapeutic um, and release some of the pain and frustrations that I have into a positive outlet, which is um, the art form and uh, allowing myself to be vulnerable in those scenes and in those moments because it's not only um, what the character deserves, it's, it's what uh, I need to do uh, in order to uh, make sure that I'm still the best person I am. So I find ways uh, it, to, to use my creativity and my, and my passions to be outlets for um, pains and trust transgressions that I feel like have been brought upon me. Uh, and it's not always easy. It's definitely um, not always easy. Uh, but I think that you just do what you can. I wish I had a more clear answer, a more uplifting or motivating no, answer. No, you you uh, you hit it, and I think it's I think just, it's, you I, think it's it. I think it's important what you said though because there is that need to be in control all the time, and if we simplify it to those moments, it sort of grounds you, and it's instead of it being like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna climb over this ten foot giant wall? It's like <sighs> I'm sitting at a beach with my boo me and Lynn are having a picnic right now. And once you figure out like, okay, what do I need to do to get back to having a picnic with Lynn? What do I need to do to get back to surfing with Cohen? Once you kind of ground it into the moment that you want to be back into, that feeling that you want to go back into, it kind of, it, it offers a, a, a breath of clarity, you know, almost like a like an air freshener. It just kind of stretches the, the situation and it kind of changes the dynamic a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah you're exactly right. It's, I mean, it's, like but I, I mean like i said like this is not easy and co-parenting is not easy and it takes work it takes effort um and for those people out there that are doing a great job you are doing a great job with this i i i definitely um commend them and and being and it's something that you know full full disclosure that i i wish that i was better with and i wish that i had a better circumstance with i think that that's um, you know, for me to speak very candidly about this, you know, and especially with it being, a, you know, a foundation for fathers and stuff. And the truth is, is that, you know, I'm not always perfect. I make mistakes. Um, uh, but make no mistake that I do love my son. And, and there's nothing more important to me in my life than him. And I mean that even in the pursuit of my dreams, um, everything that I'm doing is for him. Uh, and it, it, it shows itself in so many different ways that are going to be suitable for him. And it's not suitable for everybody. And that's something that I think um, as a father and as somebody that is a, a dreamer, uh, 
uh, you're going to always face those people that are going to be like, well, what you should be doing is getting a real job and doing all these things and getting this thing so you can have this, so you can have the security, so you have this. And to, to be honest, like, I think the only person that could really, that, that can really tell me that um, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing is Cohen. And that is a conversation that me and him have consistently in regards to you know where where we're at and how he's feeling and what he's going through and what and how much I mean to him and how much he means to me and you know we we share things to each other um, that nobody else knows and that's that's how I wanted the relationship to be in it in that um, it kind of showed me something that really that's where you got to quiet the noise because the noise doesn't really matter what matters is what does your child think what does your child feel what is your child going through those are the things that matter and everybody else you know can kind of get behind that um and you just try to do the best that you can for your child even if it means sometimes um swallowing your pride even if it does mean you know quieting yourself when you don't want to quiet when you don't want to quiet yourself uh you, you find those ways to release that frustration and, and i found it in um the art form and in farm acting uh and allowing myself to be creative in that space as well as um with that and being able to give dads platforms and help dads out and give them, you know, just something that could at least make them smile. Um, Cause I know how difficult it can be um, and how tremendous this responsibility is and having, you know, another soul, another spirit, another life to be responsible for. And um, it does feel good when somebody comes up and pats you on the back or somebody comes up and shakes your hand and says, thank you for doing that. Um, so um, you find ways and find outlets and that would be what I would encourage so many people to do is um, don't lean into the frustrations, lean into your creativity, lean into your destiny and let that be the way that you get over it. Let's go. Let's go. That was beautiful. Oh, <laughs> man. You, you can't go because like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being real. The, the, yeah, the bar, is, is he gassing me? Y'all can let us know if he's gassing me. <laughs> The, the, the bar that matters is like it doesn't matter what the noise it matters what your kid think and it's just like that's true it's a relationship between so your great auntie Bertha who thinks she knows everything yeah. and is trying to give you advice about how to be a dad it's like no she not like my daughter like me my son like me why why do y'all care you know what I mean and that's yeah. that's that's so real uh, man so with, with that being said though that you know it's not quieting the noise getting away from everything kind of being true to yourself now i'm going to ask you the question directly then why is it important for you you know jeremy givens to build your dream um i think it is i think it is the responsibility the obligation uh the duty of every father to have their kids see them succeed and also see them fail. And there's no better way to do that than dream about whatever you want to do because th they need those lessons. They're going to need the great lessons, the warm and fuzzy ones, the hugs and kisses ones. Uh, they're going to need those, but they also need the ones where they see you fail, where they see you vulnerable, where they see you feel as if you know you're discouraged and then you work your way back from that. They need to see that. And that in so much is why I think it's so important to dream, not necessarily just for, I wanna be an actor, but to show my son that if you set your mind for it, then you have a vision in place of what you wanna do. You can do it. It's not gonna be easy. You're gonna be the one that's gonna to have to do it. 
a lot of people are going to say crazy things about you. A lot of people are going to make you feel certain ways about yourself. You might even make yourself feel some way about yourself. But quiet the noise and overcome it. And I saw that in my life. And I was able to see that with my dad. And I see the value of that now. Because as I've gotten older, you know, you don't think about it as much as when you're a kid. You don't think about it. And you've talked about this too with your mom. I hear you talk about it all the time. Um, you don't see it as much when you're a kid, the trenches, the work that they do day in and day out. You just think my mom and my dad has a job, right? My dad had a job, right? I just thought my dad worked at hotels. That's what my dad does. And that's how I carried it, right? And then as I got older, you know, I would reflect or I would have conversations with him or I would hear stories from other people about the things that he did or I think about moments that he did that in, in his past, I saw so much triumph and so much adversity that he faced. Um, and the love was still there unconditionally but now in my elderly years i've grown to respect him so much more and it's a constant reminder so that even when i'm in those dark days even when i'm in those down moments i think back to those moments and that's why i think about that so whether or not you know you have that in your life or not i take you know i don't want to take away from people that didn't have the ability or the opportunity to, to have an amazing relationship um, with their with their father but now that I have seen that, I recognize even more so the importance of fatherhood. And it has, as much as it has to do with your successes, it has to also do with your failures because your kids need a balance of understanding those two worlds so that they're able to overcome them. When you're not around, when you're not here, they need to be able to look at those things and be like, my dad overcame racism, my dad overcame this, my dad overcame this, my dad overcame this. And he, and he was able to still do these things. I can do it too. I can push through. This is this is this is my next step. This is what I can do. Thinking about my son, thinking about those moments, and it's it's those little it's those little memories and those little moments that you think of in your past that really help you shape your future um, when it comes to the ones that you looked up to as a kid. And recognizing that now as a dad, you are that you are that beacon. You are that that lighthouse. You are that moment. You are those memories. So every chance you get you need to be open you need to be vulnerable you need to expose the truth of this world and you also need to expose the beauty of this world and the truth of this world is that it's difficult and that it's hard but the beauty of this world is that it's yours and you can create whatever you want i love that and what what jumped out to me was at the beginning you need to show your kid both how to dream and both how to fail and i think that is so important i'm finally reading the slight edge the book you recommended me and they talked about doubling your rate of failure. And when you approach life that way, where failure isn't this grand negative monster that's gonna ruin your life, but instead it's something that should be celebrated and embraced and even chased, where like they were, the example he gave was they were telling people to try to double their rates of failure. Can you imagine that? Telling somebody to fail twice as hard as what you're already doing, it seems scary, but yeah. it's the key to removing that mental block it's the key to removing that self-doubt because if you're not afraid of failure what else is there to stop you yeah i mean it, it's it's something that you're so afraid of it right because you fear what you don't understand so failure naturally because you don't know the consequences or maybe you have an anticipation of the consequences but there's a level of uncertainty that comes with that failure which is why you're so afraid of it and you know, understanding what our what our job is to, to leave this earth and make sure that our kids are going to be able to to handle themselves. It, by default, it you have to expose them to that level of pain. You have to expose them to that level of suffering, um, because that's also so much a part of the human experience. 
Uh, and it's it's something that, you know, as much, I, I love my son and I hate to see my son in pain. I'll, I will tell you, um, I it still sticks out to me. One of the first, my son, uh, uh, this is gonna be maybe, he's, don't hate me for this probably later on in life. Uh, but it, you know, my son had a procedure, he was getting circumcised and I was in there for that procedure. Uh, and uh, man, it, it's getting me even emotional now thinking about it because uh, you know, he's going through the procedure and that when he felt the pain and his look at me as his savior essentially of like, why am I feeling this way? And all I could do is sit there and just console him and, you know, just be at his side, but he couldn't fully understand it. And if that was also a moment where I thought about this and was like, you have to feel pain as painful as it is for me to have you see pain or feel pain. You have to feel it because you need to know how to overcome it. You need to know that it's not going to be forever. You need to know that there's a better day tomorrow. And those things are what I think will keep me uh, as Cohen gets older and he's, you know, in college and gets married or, you know, has kids or he has his own family. Those are things that I'll, that won't keep me up at night. We always ask what keeps you up. Those are the things, if I'm able to expose him to these things, they won't keep me up at night that I, did I, did I show him enough? Did I expose him to enough? Um, and I try my best to make sure that those, those are not the things that I think about in those times that it's more so of me in a more uplifting manner and and proud of him being able to overcome those failures like i can't wait to discuss with him his first failure um and 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 talking about those things with him as crazy as that sounds because i that's those are those to me are the really important moments because that's where i can really help like yeah you fell but now we're getting back up nice nice and just like uh donda said you know even if you're not ready for the day it can't always be night so you know, even exactly. if you do fail, even if you do stub your toe, eventually the pain's gonna go away. Eventually you'll be right back to the position you're in now. It's a big yeah. cycle. Everything is cyclical, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, sheesh, you know, I mean, I, of course, you know, the president <laughs> of the organization is gonna drop the most bars. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm that not makes saying sense all that. that, that he's I'm gonna, not saying all that. He's gonna have the inspiration, start off with like, stop. I just told myself to shut the F up and just achieve more <laughs> and just off the, off the rip, hitting the ground running, but no. Uh, I, like honestly man like i feel like this is a regular you know thursday night for us because i feel like podcasts yeah. or not we would probably have the same exact conversation exactly um, yeah and and that's one thing that i will be a testament to i see you as the the gym person i see you as the actor in la i see i feel like i've seen only i know it's only been five years but i feel like i've seen a lot of your journey in those years and yeah, i'm just grateful sure. one to call you a friend grateful two to call you you know a co-collaborator in the arts grateful three to be a part of this organization and honestly grateful for because it's i see how you are with cohen and your interactions with cohen has influenced me as a dad um a lot like honestly i'll probably say you're my closest friend with a child and it's it's one of those things that i was the first out of my friend group to have a kid like my friends are starting to have kids now but there's like you know three four six year age gap so it's like oh okay yeah your kid's two my kid's ten i don't it's a little bit different but the fact that our kids were so close in age, they hung out, they're still cool, they roadblock friends all the time. I have seen us go through similar things with elementary to preschool and all those things together. And I see how you handle a lot of those things and that definitely influences me. So again, another rose for Jeremy. Man. You're a great dad, man. I appreciate you. Despite man. everything that's so being thrown out, you've helped a bunch of dads with this organization. This is dope. 
And I think this is the time to shout yourself out. You know, I, I didn't shout you out. So now all you gotta do is say Instagram. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I would say like, thank you for those words, man. Like, cause like, you've been also like such an inspiration. Cause like, you know, this podcast, this foundation, it would not be what it was if it wasn't for you. I can't take all the credit. I cannot take um, all, say that the effort was all on me. You've definitely been a great support and you've been uh, a true friend through and through. Um, and, and being able to not only uh, encourage me, but tell me the truth at times. And that's something that I'm grateful um, for. And I'm, I'm always grateful for it, not to make this podcast a mushy one that everybody's like, all right, these guys are just like like in this bromance, but- uh, Just no, get seriously. a room already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, guys, uh, you know me, you know, uh, it's Black American Dad Foundation. You can find me there at Black American Dad. Um, if there's a dad that's in need, if you want to get on the podcast, if you want to ask more questions about bad, if you want to donate to bad, if you want to get a bad shirt, if you want to get a bad hat, uh, reach out to us uh, at Black American Dad. We're more than happy to help you out. We send those things out free of charge. We've been doing great with that. I think we're at like 40 different dads around the country uh, that we have cool. sent uh, uh, free gifts out to celebrating them as dads. So I'm definitely very proud of that. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, you can find me. Um, on Instagram at underscore J-G-E-R-M underscore is germ. Um, nobody's really been able to kind of put it together on what I've done with this. So uh, hopefully somebody will eventually be able to see what that is and what that means. But um, it, that's where you can see a lot of my work. That's where I post a lot of stuff. Um, if there's any casting directors that, that are listening, uh, <laughs> uh, if, you, if you see any juicy parts in there for me, uh, let me know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah uh keep pursuing your dreams y'all uh this has been great and i really just hope that you guys are taking away uh as much as me and drew um take away from these things uh, keep going keep pursuing keep listening keep dreaming keep daring keep failing uh yeah keep, and failing. keep going yeah all right y'all that's been a, that's been the episode check it out black american dad at the bedtime podcast we out Shout out to UT, it's coming soon. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of After Bedtime Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you at the Black American Dad Foundation for taking the time to listen to some amazing dads and their dreams. If you have any questions, you have a dad in mind that wants to join the show, you want to learn more about the Black American Dad Foundation, email us at blackamericandad at gmail.com and subject line it with after bedtime and then just go into a little bit more of what you want to know. Other than that, thank you guys so much. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Black American Dad for the updates on the latest episodes. Have a good night.